Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Right, here we are, seven and a half minutes past the hour. Let's get to our guest. It's Grady Wolf, market analyst at Bell Direct. To take a look at the markets. You know, I've been saying this morning that investors are kind of throwing in the towel on a central bank pivot here. Uh, and I'm not sure that that's a fact. It, it seems like that's what's happening. We've seen a lot of losses here of late. But of course, investors would also be trying to figure out uh, with 25% or so losses in these big benchmarks, whether or not enough has been discounted. Your thoughts on that? Absolutely. At the moment, we're seeing investors shifting their strategic positions and what their outlook is for investing moving forward. We're seeing a lot of investors, throw, as you say, throwing in the towel on growth stocks at the moment. The pandemic favourites with the likes of Afterpay, Sezzle, Zip, Buy Now, Pay Later and technology stocks are being absolutely slammed this year. And for good reason. At the moment, these kind of stocks, are they're relying on um, increased fundings and borrowings. And with the cost of funding so high at the moment and the cost of borrowing so high and very minimal outlook for these companies in low value at the moment until they're in that mature stage of foundation. We can't see that any outlook or value at the moment either. So investors are definitely piling out of those stocks in favour of the safe havens like the banks, which we're expecting high profits from this quarter um, without out later in the week. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. JP Morgan, City, Morgan Stanley all out this week. What sort of quarter are you anticipating there? We're expect, as we said, we're expecting higher profits and higher um, revenues for these for the banks, but we're also expecting expecting to see increased provisions for doubtful debts around the world because a lot of consumers around the world and Australians, investors overseas, um, did take out big loans. And we know the banks make their margins from a high uh, short-term lending and long-term borrow, uh, sorry, short-term borrowing, long-term lending. So that's how they make their margins. But we're expecting higher provisions for doubtful debts. As we know, investors have locked in these, oh, consumers have locked in these unaffordable debts, well, debts they thought they could afford during the pandemic when the rates were at record lows and now weren't expecting such aggressive rate hikes, with the RBA saying they weren't going to raise rates until 2024, but that happened in 2022. So at the moment, we are expecting a higher provision for, for doubtful debts on across banks, across the board. For a portion of the bank's portfolio, like the investment banks, would probably struggle a little bit though, right? Because of the trading losses and everything? Yeah, the investment banks are a completely different story. They will struggle. And we've seen a lot of investors actually pull their full funds um, with the pull their full funds and cut, cut their losses and actually push into into um, they're pushing into cash instead of keeping investing. So the investment banks we will see hit hard this term, yes. You did mention the risk of defaults, bankruptcies going forward. We we have a number of zombie companies that have been sort of struggling along since the GFC. Is the next twelve months going to be a reckoning in your view? 
I definitely think it will be. Um, we'll see a lot of companies who aren't set up for recession going to be, we could see a lot more defaults, absolutely. And the companies like we've seen Appen over the last week, they tanked 15% in just one session. It's a technology stock um, because they actually downgraded their outlook and forecast for the current term. So as I said, the growth stocks and the technology stocks are the ones we could see defaulting over the, over the coming terms because of the fact that they rely so heavily on investment and on borrowings that are just increasingly unaffordable. What's a great contrarian call now? The contrarian call for us is looking at the energy sector. A lot of the um, investments and markets around the world are looking at the uh, piling into the Woodsides, the Santoses, the global big names in the energy sector that have diversified portfolios. But for me and for us at Bell Direct, we're looking specifically at concentrated stocks and companies like Boss Energy, Beach Energy, that are capitalising on the soaring energy market and the global energy crisis. Uh, Boss Energy's uranium pro uh, projects are looking incredible at the moment, and especially with the likes of Japan and turning back on yep. nuclear power plants. Grady, when we left off, you were talking about uh, how you like energy stocks. We do have uh, oil reasonably strong at the moment. West Texas, 92.67 right now. And as I mentioned, uh, Beach Energy, the only stock in the green here in Australia right now. But also in terms of energy... Lithium's one of your favourite plays at the moment. How do you get exposure to that? Lithium is absolutely one of our favourite plays at the moment and not so much in the lithium mining and exploration stocks. We've seen a shift of value into down the processing line through uh, the production of lithium spodumene. So that's where the, mar the higher margins are and a lot of companies are capitalising on this lately. Um, we're seeing the investors are loving this trend as well. So the companies that are announcing that they are looking downstream options is where the value is and that's exactly what we're looking for when diversifying our portfolios into lithium stocks at the moment. So if we are looking at inflation and how sticky it is, uh, does that give us an opportunity if, if we can uh, pick apart the different parts of inflation that will come down? For instance, a lot of the base metals, a lot of commodities have come down a lot, not so much oil, but other commodities have. But it's wages that are sticky. So it, is it beneficial to try to find companies that don't have as much in the way of labor cost and have much more in cost that will come down? Absolutely. And the companies that we're seeing uh, announcing the COVID-19 absenteeism reduction and the cost reduction and reduction of every cost across the front of employment is exactly where we're seeing the value at the moment. So all of the miners who are looking for that actually brought processes back internal as opposed to the external offshore or other um, contractors, that's where we're seeing the cost reductions at the moment. That's where the value is going to lie moving forward. In terms of uh, the consumer, um, Brian mentioned there wage wage prices uh, are looking good, um, but uh, costs continue to rise as well. Uh, how long can the consumer remain resilient in this environment? Honestly, it's a, that's a million-dollar question at the moment. Everyone's wondering just how far they can go and how far wages can stay where they are, or even growth at the moment. So at the moment, I think for the consumer's point of view, um, there's no real outlook. We can't like like markets around the world. There's no predictability. There's no certainty in any front. So I think at the moment it's a watch and wait, and it's actually a day by day basis at the moment. So what what else is out there in in the area of kind of alternatives that um, might be beneficial for in investors to hear about? Uh, yeah. uh, are you looking at uh, private equity or you know some different types of uh, real estate? 
Real estate stocks are ones that we're actually not looking at at the moment because they're being hit so hard. Every interest rate hike is seeing earnings portfolio or earnings off for each of the REIT stocks going down. So at the moment, that one's a little area we're not quite seeing any value in. And for the for the short term and long term, until we see interest rates kind of plateau or stabilise, um, we are seeing investors pulling away from consumer discretionary stocks. So those retail stocks that are hardest hit and like the likes of Temple and Webster and Scali are down more than 50% year to date. So seeing those ones, because we saw during COVID the, the peak peak profits for these companies because everyone wanted to redo their homes, buy new furniture, and now these companies are actually so ravaged by supply chain issues, it's incredible. So we're seeing blowouts of six to eight months on retail, on the furniture that you're buying from them, as well as interest rates rising so consumers not having as much to spend on these fronts. So retail stocks are the ones that are going to be hardest hit, so are REIT stocks. But we're seeing opportunity in gold as we as we anticipate the turnaround in the US dollar is imminent with the UK and Europe on the border of recession that will weigh on the US markets. So we're seeing, uh, yeah, at the moment, gold miners. And we're, the, the sector's really undervalued. The spot price of gold has maintained very resilient in Australia throughout the last few months. And so for the next short term to middle term, once the US dollar shows signs of turning around, that's when we'll see gold gold run in Australia. Yeah, and gold miners did perform particularly well in Australia last week. Today, not so much the case. But very briefly, gold and Aussie dollars, as you mentioned, it does look appealing, doesn't it? It looks very appealing. And we're looking at the likes of DeGray Mining, Newcrest, uh, Newcrest Mining, different different gold miners that are showing really, really strong, um, not only bullion reserves, but also um, outlook and they're actually all um, increasing their production outlooks as well. So some are jumping by 9% and expecting a lot to go up. So we're really keeping a close eye on the gold space at the moment. Yeah, the gold price right now is $16.97, but $2,670 in Aussie dollars. So it does show you just uh, what the currency disparity is there. Grady Wolf, market analyst at Bell Direct. Thanks so much for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.